Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I preview the Chiefs' divisional playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joe, you were on the front page of the Kansas City Star Sports section on Sunday Vahe Gregorian wrote a really good column on how an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl would be such a great matchup. Quoted you heavily. And about a month ago, I was on the front page of the sports section as well. Uh, last week's guest, Jesse Newell, actually quoted me or pulled a quote from a Forbes story I wrote on Marcus Allen's take on Isaiah Pacheco. So, Joe, is it safe to say the Kansas City sports landscape now revolves around Believe in Chiefs? I think it does, Jeff. I think we're giving everybody enough to think about, you know, between the guest spots we're doing on other podcasts and, you know, joining, uh, you know, joining 810 in the morning and the Border Patrol. So, you know, lots to uh, lots to talk about. Uh, you know, I think we we give our listeners something a little different each week to think about and talk about and some of our guests and, you know, just a little bit of a different perspective because, you know, anybody can get here and regurgitate stats and, you know, kind of go through play by play what happened. I, I just enjoy, you know, chopping it up with you and talking about some of the, for lack of better terms, oddball things that are out there, right. That, that we get to talk about, which is, which is really fun. Totally. And, uh, you know, just aside, thanks to both Vahe and uh, Jesse, really cool of them to do that. And we like having them on the show. We're definitely going to have them both back and they do such a good job uh, for the KC star. Oh, yeah. Jesse was great. Vahe's great. All of our guests have been great. You know, the Vahe one was interesting. It's not something I personally would have been thinking about. Well, in a bye week, it was good to think about because, you know, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, right? You right. don't want to be like, okay, let's. But I thought it was a really, really interesting angle on, you know, what could be, right? I mean, at that point, everybody's got the bye and you might as well talk about it, right? Because, you know, uh, you know, the odds are in their favor, right? They both have the first round by, they're both the number one seed. And there is the possibility of, of an Eagles chiefs Super Bowl, which would be, you know, which would be really cool. Um, and be, from a journalist, rather exciting. it would be very exciting from a journalist standpoint, you know, I, that's got a very good chance of happening, but probably even a greater chance of it not happening odds wise. So it's like, well, he's got all this great material. He's a Philly guy. He knows you. He knows the big Charlie. Might as well get that column in just in case it doesn't yeah. happen, you know? Exactly, because you never know how this ball is going to bounce. And, you know, I think um, I, I like this matchup, Jeff. I think it's a segue into, you know, talking about this week. I, he's you know, Jaguars, right, right. I like it. I like the matchup, right? If, if, if our goal is to get, you know, to the AFC Championship game and then and then to win that game and get to the Super Bowl then, you know, I like our chances with the Jags. Um, you know, I think they're an upstart team. Look, I all the respect in the world for what they're doing right now. 
Um, I think Doug Peterson, you know, having history with him, um, you know, we came out in the same draft in 1991 and wow. had our careers uh, paralleled there for a little bit. I did not become the head coach of an NFL team. He did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, um, you know, we've met, I've met him a couple of different times in different scenarios and in, in, in the Philadelphia sporting scene here uh, living in the area. And, um, you know, I, I just have a lot of respect for him. I think he's, you know, he learned under Andy, obviously, right? So he's got the Chiefs connection. Um, he grew up in the game. He did nothing was handed to, to Doug Peterson. So, um, yeah, I think it's 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 interesting to see what flavor he is going to bring to this game. And like I said, they're a good upstart team. I mean, you, you know, you look at what they've done and their body of work in the last four games. I mean, you know, it, it was four pretty e- not easy teams, but you know, the Chargers was a tough game. Um, you know, the, the Texans, they had the Jets, they had, they had the, the Titans and, you know, it wasn't like they were, uh, you know, playing Super Bowl perennial Super Bowl teams. And I think they had, you know, relatively, you know, it, it, easy, easier schedule, uh, you know, the, the, the AFC South, you know, those six games, uh, you know, the, everybody had a losing record and we all know about the Texans and the Colts and the Titans had their ups and downs. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good matchup for us. You know, I think if we get after Trevor Lawrence um, and Chris Jones, you know, keeps that discipline rush going, Spags throws some things at Trevor that he maybe hasn't seen in the past and get him out of his game a little bit, you know, try to get him to replicate that first half of the, of the, of the Chargers game where maybe he can have, get him to throw four picks and you throw four picks against the chiefs in a game. I don't care how bad the chiefs are playing. It's, it's going to be a W for KC. If you th- if you throw four picks against the Chiefs, the Chiefs will put up close to fifty. I mean that's that's yeah. that's really the reality. You g- give that offense a short field, um, and, and in you know, um, in defense of Trevor Lawrence, um, first of all, with the resilience to come back from four picks, and you look at the first two picks. The first one was a deflection. Yeah. The second one, I thought the Chargers got defender got away with a big time hold. Uh, he still threw two more, yeah. but but just, yeah. but just saying. Um, and, and then you mentioned that the Jaguars going on this on a streak. Uh, this is of course a rematch of Week Ten. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, Chris Jones played awesome in that game. Had one and a half of the Chiefs' five sacks. You know, it was a ten-point win, but it was really the Chiefs were never really threatened. They jumped out twenty yeah. to nothing to start. But the Jaguars are better. You mentioned that win streak. They're they're a better, more battle-tested team now. They've won seven of their last eight. And you mentioned some of the, the games were not the toughest opponents. They did beat the Cowboys. That was pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Um, and it come from behind win against the Titans and Chargers, both pretty impressive that the, the way they came back. And also, Titans game was kind of a de facto playoff game, a win in you're in with a lot of pressure, that week, week 18 contest, uh, Joe. So – I, I see this as like, look, I, I'd be surprised, very surprised if if the Jaguars win. I think it's going to be more competitive than the previous game. The margin might be about the same, um, but but I think it's it's going to be a little more. You know, again, the Chiefs jumping out twenty to nothing. I, I I think the Jaguars are better when they last played. I think they're going to be. They've played an Arrowhead, so I think that takes a little bit of that. You know, it's such a tough place to play. I think that. That gives helps them. I think anytime you've lost to the team before and you can kind of study the tape, that's a little bit of an edge. And I think they're playing with a lot of confidence, knowing they're not going to be rattled if they if they do fall behind, you know, after 
after what happened against the Chargers. So that's kind of that's how <laughs> I uh, uh, kind of see this matchup. Yeah, that's awesome insight, Jeff. And and I you know I think Doug Peterson also just to to piggyback on what you were saying, I think Doug Peterson's going to have them ready to play. Yeah, he doesn't I, get intimidated, yeah. right? I look back to what they did with the Philly Philly. Uh, play with Nick Foles and, you know, playing with their backup quarterback and, you know, being the underdogs, right. Everybody's walking around in the, in the dog masks and, you know, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's such a Philly thing to do, but you know, he's, he's got that kind of mentality. He's an underdog, you know, he was a, uh, you know, backup quarterback and, and kind of like, like I said, worked his way up through the system. No positions were handed to him because of some genius that, you know, he demonstrated in his coaching ability. He worked his way. He's a work a day kind of coach. So he's going to have this team ready to play. And trust me, he, if there's anybody that knows, Andy style, it's Doug Peterson. I think to, for me, you know, there's always, there's obviously there's the on-field matchups, right. That we're going to be, we're going to want to watch. Um, but to me, I think that's one of the key matchups is, is Doug Peterson versus Andy Reid. You know, what, what can, what can he do to get inside Andy's head and figure out what Andy might do and play a little chess and maybe get a move or two ahead of Andy. And I think that's what they're going to kind of hang their hat on is that, is that Doug knows this team, um, they're going with the momentum and that's what they're going to play on. Now on the other side of the ball, you know, the chiefs are going to be almost at full tilt, you know, full capacity, uh, you know, coming off the bye week we know, you know, I don't want to jinx Andy, but we know how good he is. We know how good the chiefs organization has always been coming out of a bye week. And, and I think we have that going for us. They're going to be hungry. Um, I think this, this chiefs team has something to prove. You know, as, 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 you know, it's just it, social media has to play an effect on some of these players. You know, when you look at, you know, all this stuff, you know, Josh Allen, Mr. January, right. You know, Patrick not getting maybe the respect that he does and he's, he's out there winging it. Um, you know, the chief's defense, you know, middle of the road. Um, you know, I don't think this team gets the respect that they do. I mean, you know, even uh, one of the, um, one of my tweets I put out there for the pod you know, I said, hey, you know, listen into our pod, well-earned, um, you know, bye week for the Chiefs. And, and it was a Bills fan, I think, it typed <laughs> yeah, in, I in, in, in the reply section. He wrote, well-earned, <laughs> question mark. I mean, listen, it, it's 14 wins. Of course yeah. it's well-earned. They won. They won all the games and other teams didn't. You know, they, they won the games they needed to to get that to get that first seed. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely well earned. Uh, it doesn't today in this game today, Jeff, you see by these scores and you see by these games and these especially with the, the middle of this playoff uh, weekend. Right. right. This wild wild card weekend. I mean, the bookend games were a little, eh, you know, a little kind of milk toast. But, man, those games in between were fantastic. Right. I mean, you got underdogs, you know kind of pulling things out and teams that you didn't think were going to win did. And I think any given, any given week, you know, anything can happen. And I think the chiefs are going to have to prepare accordingly. Any given Sunday, or in this case, any given Saturday, well bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is truly the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to website, head to the website today, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code Believe to receive rewards. Bet online 
AG where the game starts. Joe, so Bet Online has the Chiefs winning by eight, highest spread of the week. And again, I think that's a bad accurate. I I have it as kind of I, I'm saying seven points the Chiefs but so they win by a touch it's not I don't think it's going to be a nail biter but I, I don't think it's going to be like the previous game uh, I, I think there will be a little bit more uh, uh, game pressure what I'm looking to watch there's a couple of things I'm looking at one is Chris Jones was so dominant and, and the Chiefs getting this five sacks how you know do, how how do the Jaguars stop the Chiefs pass rushes if the if the Chiefs have another game like that where they're Really uh, getting on Lawrence, hard to see the Jaguars um, winning and and perhaps even making it competitive. And then the other thing is, you know, uh, Mahomes. Sure, he uh, he had a he had a turnover, um, had an interception, but he also threw for three hundred thirty one yards and four touchdowns. Uh, the Jaguars are twenty eighth against the pass. Um, in a, and just can it, are they going to be able to even contain? You know, certainly not going to stop Mahomes. Can they even limit him? Uh, I, I think the Jaguars, Lawrence is now, I, th- I think he's going to be playing really confidently after that second half and that comeback. I think the Jaguars can move the ball in the, against the Chiefs a little bit. Uh, but, like, are the Jaguars going to be able to stop the Chiefs at all? Yeah, that's, I mean, the, the only thing you worry about in those situations is, you know, uh, time of possession, right? Like you, you, you get all these quick scores and you let the other team get on the field. Mm-hmm. And if they can keep up with you, um, you know, you never know what can happen, right? You just don't want them to keep pace. That's why I kind of like what the chiefs have been doing, you know, mixing in the ground game, yeah. you know, with the passing game a little bit more because you just kind of limit that run with you factor, right? Where the team's just going to run with you. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence has got the pedigree, right? To do it. He's got, he's, he can, he can, he can throw the ball. He can, he can march the team down the field. So I think that's something I'm going to be looking for is, is can the chiefs get a good mix of slowing the game down, keeping the time of possession and making sure that they get the ball in the end zone, right? We don't want them to just, run up and down the field and play this game between the twenties. I mean, mm-hmm. we need them to get it, the ball in the end zone, be effective in the red zone um, and, and vice versa with the defense, right? We can't, you know, we can't let the, the defense can't let them score. You know, there's been, a, there's been times during the season where, you know, the chiefs defense has been uh, actually one of the, one of the worst, worst teams for red zone touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there was a time when they were like at 68% of teams who got in the red zone actually scored a touchdown and didn't kick a field goal. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that that bend don't break mentality can come back to bite you a little bit. So I think that's something I'll be, you know, looking for is how much can the chiefs, you know, kind of own the clock, own the game, which, which they kind of did in that first game, even though the, even though the Jags had the ball more from a time of possession perspective, it just there was this illusion that the Chiefs owned that game, right? That they were just they pulled ahead, and, and that the Jacksonville was just trying to keep up. I think it's going to go very similar that way. I'm I'm kind of predicting like a 31 to 17 game. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns, but it's not going to be like, you know, the Chiefs go up 31 nothing, and then the Jags come back. I think the Jags will keep pace, but I think you know for every score that the Jags have, the Chiefs will kind of score twice. You know, they're just going to kind of have that. That or maybe for every two scores the Jags have, they'll score three uh, times, and, yeah. and I think that that's what I'm kind of looking for. But I think the Chiefs will kind of air quote own the game. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're going to own the field. You know, 
special teams. We, we need them to, to, just like we talked about with Jesse, we need them to be a non-factor and not get their name in the paper. No, no uh, mistakes. We don't need big plays. Just no, no mistakes. Just do their thing, control, you know, you know, Marty used to coach Schottenheimer used to do this thing all the time. He would take on an overhead right back then when we actually used overheads, believe it or not, right? overhead <laughs> projector that you would draw on with an overhead marker. And he used to put up a, uh, he used to put up like a football uh, field and he would do this like back and forth with um, special teams. And you say, okay, if we take it to the 40 and we pin them to the 20, but they only gain 15 or yards then they punt it back to us we get it at the 40 and he showed how the field gets shorter and shorter with special teams right with good stops on defense and and good special teams being able to pin a pin a team down or get a return here and there solid special teams play can make your team kind of own the field a little bit right and slowly as hank strand would say matriculate your way you know down the field and 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 it was really it was it was a cool graphic illustration of how you know, with good special teams play, you can keep the ball on as far far away from your end zone as possible, right? You're not going to score every drive, right? And the other team's not going to score every drive. So there's going to come a time where your special team's going to help you keep the ball on their side of the field, which is which is was all was always the goal of Coach Schottenheimer. It was never to you know, of course, well, not going to not going to turn away a touchdown return on a punt or a yeah. kickoff or you know a nice extra long field goal or something like that. You're not going to turn that away, but at the same time, that was not the goal. You know, the goal the goal was really to just kind of own the field and, and make no mistakes. That's a really cool anecdote from the the Marty Ball days, Joe. Um, and you said kind of a 31-17 um, uh, score is what you're predicting. Something else interesting to think about. You know, if the Chiefs do come. Uh, get out to an early lead like they did in the first matchup. If you look at wildcard weekend, almost every team got out to a big lead. And, and then the other team came back. Ex, ex, I'm excluding uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys, because that game just wasn't competitive at yeah. any point. But all the others, even the, the Niners, Seahawks, the Niners got out big and then the Seahawks actually uh, came right back. Now the Niners then in the second half took over, but all those games, um, you know, whether it was the Bills, the Bengals, they all jumped out to leads and the other team came back. So it could be interesting if this, if that trend holds this weekend. Um, Joe, uh, before I get to, I have another question before you, for you, but before I get to that, you, you touched upon this during your A-10 spot. And I thought it was a good point. Um, you and the guys, you're saying how, you know, Gotta like that matchup. The Chiefs needing to beat the Jaguars to reach the AFC championship game. Piggybacking on that, man, if you said ahead of the season, all right, here's the situation. Chiefs need to beat the Jaguars to reach the AFC championship game. Oh, my God, you take that 10 times out of 10. I mean, what, like, I, I do think the Jaguars, you know, are are a, a, are a are talented team and stuff. But, man, that that is a pretty – favorable matchup and, and Joe in this favorable matchup what's the matchup within the matchup I, I said I'm I'm watching how uh the the Jaguars pass defense and also the Chiefs pass rushers who what's a key matchup for you in this game yeah I mean I I, I touched on it earlier I, I I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna really be eyeing up the, the chess game between Doug Peterson and Andy Reid if if, okay. if, if Andy if Andy if 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 coach Peterson can get under Andy's playbook there and, and see and maybe get a step ahead of what he thinks coach Reed might be calling. You know, you could always start doing the whole, 
you know, well, he, he's going to, you know, kind of like um, where, 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 you know, the, you know, coach Reed might try to outguess what Doug's going to guess and then everybody's right. guessing. So who knows? Right. But you don't want to get, you don't want Andy to get into that game either. Right. We're like using like reverse psychology and right. things like that. Um, but I think that's what I'm going to be watching to see if Doug can somehow pull out something from the old annals of their time together you know, what Andy might be trying to cook up uh, in the kitchen. Uh, after he, that, the game, the way that for the initial matchup started, uh, he kind of got him. He, he, he did it. Uh, he did the uh, onside kick and, and got the Chiefs. That was a win for Peterson. That was a great coaching maneuver. Now that the Jaguars didn't end up, end up doing anything with it, but a really good uh, uh coaching decision there uh, sorry joe i interrupted you yeah, yeah no you no about? jeff that's that's a great that's a great point I, I i kind of forgot about that and and you know the thing about um you know the the thing about you know doug peterson is he's gutsy yeah. you know you saw what he did with that fourth down run and and you know the whole philly philly thing like he's not afraid to take a risk and i have to say this jaguars team literally has nothing to lose yeah i mean really they're coming in you know Biggest, biggest underdog of the weekend. They got nothing. They got, they got nothing to lose. Their, their backs are kind of against the wall. And that's why when you were saying about like the teams that got down and then came back, I mean, that's what happens in the playoffs. Like you, all of a sudden you kick into another gear when you're like, Oh my God, like, this is it. We're going home. If we don't, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to get embarrassed here. And, you know, players start to ratchet it up a little bit. Not that they shouldn't be playing hard on every play, but you know, there is a certain amount of emotion that comes with, you know, being able to ratchet it up in the playoffs, knowing that if you lose, you're going home. So that's my that's my matchup. And then I'll just real briefly touch on Jeff, something I I think is going to be really critical for the Chiefs to, to slow down Trevor Lawrence and his confidence is is to have a, you know, we've talked about this a lot and the new way that defenses rush the passer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a classic rush like it used to be, you know, with the two guys just pinning their ears back in the middle at the defensive tackle spot and trying to like get to the quarterback, like create those, you know, the pressure in his face. And you got your two outside rushers coming around the edge. You know, if you do that, you know, these quarterbacks are so agile Mm -hmm. and they're so good at getting up into those seams and finding, you know, I use this term all the time, that pocket within the pocket, you know, you got, it's gotta be a defense has to be a team game. Like we can't have Chris Jones just doing his thing and not being disciplined and letting Trevor Lawrence just find that little extra space to give him an extra second or two. Um, You know, so those are the kind of things that I'm going to be looking for is how disciplined can the chiefs rush be to really disrupt Trevor Lawrence. I mean, because, you know, with all due respect to Trevor, you know, he's a great quarterback. He's got, you know, great college and now NFL pedigree, but like if they can get after him and arrowhead starts cooking and that decibel meter is just ratcheting up, it could be a really long day for him. And so I'm, I'm very anxious to see, how the pass rush is used with blitz packages, with a disciplined pass rush to to kind of collapse the pocket around him without giving him any space to work in. I think if they do that, I mean, you know, Jeff, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I'll knock on a little wood. I, I think it could even get worse than a 31 to 17 game for the Jags. I, I think it could be a 38 to to 10 or, you know, like a 40 to 21 type game where the chiefs just run away with it. Um, and they just light it up if they can't get Trevor Lawrence, 
you know, if they can, if they can contain him and keep him from really doing anything. Cause that's, I don't think, I don't think defensively, you know, the Jags are gonna be able to hold, you know, hold, hold, hold up to the chiefs offense. You mentioned that controlled pass rush again, that's a key to the game and what has been key to the Jaguars um, really hot stretch here. Um, set winning seven of the last eight games. Trevor Lawrence has been getting the ball out really quickly. If you look at the next-gen stats, he has one of the fastest uh, deliveries uh, of all quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Can the Chiefs have that disciplined rush? Uh, Can Lawrence get the ball out fast to avoid that? Joe, uh, something I wanted to pick your brain on um, during the – I always enjoy watching the Manning cast. And Monday night, uh, Eli Manning uh, was saying how – Daniel Jones called him. He said that he he's like he he and Daniel Jones are close. They both were coached by David Cutcliffe in college. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're friends despite the fact that they were kind of battling for a quarterback position at the same time. But they're close. And he he said, like, but I never wanted to be that guy or never wanted to be that nuisance. He's like, Daniel can always call me. Well, Daniel called him before his first postseason game. And, you know, he had questions and and wanted advice. And Eli said, just treat it like a normal game. You're playing great. And then um, he asked Daniel Jones asked him, he's like, is, is the, are the playoffs, is it really faster? That's what everyone says. And Eli, this is a surprising response to me. He said, no, it's actually not. People say that, but it's not. Joe, what's your take? Do you, all the playoff games you played in, hmm. do you think it's faster? Does, does it ratchet up? Is there a difference in speed? Well, I think, I think for certain players, um, you know, maybe it's not at the quarterback level because you can't let it be, uh-huh. um, you know, but I don't know if the game is, is physically faster. I just think the clock in your head is faster because you're, you're, you, you know, it's kind of like when something is going to come to an end. I don't know if you're this way, but I always – let's take a good meal. Okay, here's an analogy. Right? You have a good meal. Whatever your favorite meal is, right, whether it's Kansas City barbecue or a good steak or a good vegan entree, like if you're you – think about your favorite meal. And at the beginning of the meal, you're kind of like eating, 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 and then all of a sudden you look down at your plate and there's like a couple of bites left. And you're like, ooh, I got to like slow down and enjoy this, right? Like I want to make sure I'm enjoying this, this really good meal. And, and I think when you know there's another meal coming, like at lunch or dinner or the next day or whatever, you kind of like, you kind of like just go, all right, well, I'll just finish my meal and I'll just go on to the next one. I'll get dessert or whatever. You know, when you're eating that meal and you think, "Mm, this might be my last one, you're probably going to savor every bite. So I think what happens is the clock starts to go really fast when mm-hmm. you just think about like, this could be the last game. And now, oh my God, oh my God, there's there's 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Oh God, there's eight minutes left in the third quarter. Wow, there's six minutes left in the game. And you're not thinking like the next week or the week after or week 14, 15, 16, 17. You're thinking, I'm packing up the U-Haul if we don't win this game. So maybe – Physical speed isn't faster, but your mental clock is just going a lot faster because you're seeing the end. Like you're thinking about the end of this team as it exists right there. The chemistry that starts in January, right? In free agency and 
picking players up and then the draft and mini camps and you build this chemistry and you know in the back of your mind it's never going to be this team ever again as it is. As close as we thought the Chiefs did with the run it back era, right? They had what, 21 of 22 starters. It still wasn't the same team, mm-hmm. you know, and it never is. It never is. And I think maybe, maybe I would, I would, I disagree and agree with Eli all at the same time. It's not the speed physically of like your 40 yard dash is now faster mm-hmm. or, or you're throwing the ball faster or your receivers are coming out of breaks faster. I think it's the mental clock is what really speeds up. Is it more physical, Bill? Well, I think that, yeah, I think just along those same lines, I think I think when when you know it's your last game and you're like, all right, I'm just gonna put it all on the line and right. there's no tomorrows, right? Like right. there's no there's no tomorrows in playoff football in the NFL. It's when you're you're done, you're done. There's it's no best of three, no best of seven. It's not like baseball or basketball or hockey. When you lose, you're out. And and when you get to this part of the season, you know, there's no there's you can't save anything. You know, you can't say there's nothing to save. And if you do, you're going to get caught flat footed. You're going to be playing on your back foot. So I think, I think, um, yeah, I think in some ways it is a little more physical because you're not saving yourself for anything. You know, you, you're in game, you know, you're in week eight and you're six and two or five and three and you're having a decent season and you're thinking about this game and that game and the next game. And now all of a sudden you're going, wow, like this is it. Like you don't, you don't, you're going to, in, in in that other example, you'd be saving yourself for something, right? Yeah. I might not just, I might not dive or I might not, you know, hit that guy as hard as I, I possibly could or just expend myself because I've got a whole season to get through. Well, you do that now and you're going home. So I think it's along those same lines. It, yeah, it's definitely a little more physical because there's nothing to save. Joe, we both like uh, the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars in this. Who do you think they're going to be playing? Do you think they're going to be in Atlanta against the Bills, or do you think they're going to be home against the Bengals? If you, before the before the weekend, I would have said the Bengals. Mm-hmm. After watching the Bengals um, struggle with Baltimore without a Lamar Jackson, and you know, I, I saw one of those like you know stat things where like the where the um, where the, uh, the 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 win percentage of of the of the Ravens, you know. Uh, went from like 87% before that fumble snap on the QB sneak to to like, you know, 0% chance of winning. Like, I think, I think to me, I just didn't see it out of the Bengals. I mean, if just, if you're just looking at somebody's body of work and what they've done, um, you know, not that the, not that Buffalo was, was, was great shakes, right. Against Miami. Right. Neither looked great, uh, but they did move on. I I'm kind of with you, Joe, not only because you know, they didn't look great against the Ravens, who which you know, a divisional game. That's why I think the Chiefs are fortunate to avoid the Chargers. I think they yeah. would have beaten the Chargers, uh, but you never – division games, as you know, having played in them in the playoffs, are scary. Uh, but the Bengals losing another offensive lineman. Their, their offensive line is pretty banged up. That's It's it's, it's making me think of the Super Bowl yeah. team for the Chiefs that, you know, they're just so banged up. You don't know what Buffalo is going to throw them. Now, now Jeff, if they had Vaughn Miller – I, I, if Von Miller's playing, it's a blowout. I mean, yeah. I, I saw some crazy stat. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to to bring up and recall what it was about how you know Von Miller with him in they're they're like in the top 10 percent of you know NFL pass rushing teams, and then without him, they're in the bottom half. Like he just he just brings something, and, and I think if he were playing the way their Bengals line is, 
I think Buffalo might win that game by 10 or a mm-hmm. touchdown or, you know, something big. Um, but without him and as decimated as the line is watching the Bengals play against Baltimore, I got to give the nod to Buffalo. You know, I got to give the nod to Buffalo. They're at home, um, which is, I know, a whole nother controversy, right? Why are they not playing that game at a neutral field? Mm-hmm. Um which yeah. is, you know, interesting, but they're going to play the AFC championship game. So it's a lot of, sw- I know there's a lot of swirl around that, but I think going into Buffalo is a tough, 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 tough place to play. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. Um, it's going to be intimidating. And and I think Buffalo, I think it's going to be Chiefs Buffalo in the AFC championship again. Uh, my prediction is Joe, Trevor Lawrence, he's just 23. He so, so good for being so young. My prediction Jack, we know the Chiefs are going. The Chiefs are going to be in contention every year that they have the combination of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. My prediction is that these teams, the Jaguars and Chiefs, will see each other in the playoffs again and probably again. I think they're a team that's really on the rise. A young team, the Jaguars, with a lot of talent. If you enjoy this show presented by Bat Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.